welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast 200th episode. <sighs> <laughs> pew, pew, explosion fireworks. fireworks the, the explosions we did off air were much better than those yeah. ones. They sounded a bit like, <laughs> what were those things you used to get that just spun around? Catherine wheels. Catherine wheels, yeah. That was, they were rubbish, weren't they? They were <laughs> useless. They were terrifying if it came off the nail, though. Oh, that never happened to me. Is it not? No. Oh, no. One time my dad did set a fire. You know those milk... Uh, you know, you, you had milk delivered to your door. It came in those white yeah. crates. Yeah. My dad used to use that to set off fireworks. <laughs> and once it was, just went off with the firework. And it's like, Christ. yeah, dad, you've killed someone. That's going to fall <laughs> from a great height and just knock somebody out and kill them. When I was so. a teenager, we, uh, you know, you're supposed to put like a tube in the ground and then you put the firework in the tube. We would just stick the firework in the ground by the stick. So then it would just explode <laughs> at ground level. <laughs> Nice. See, I, I, like a, I, I like a flashbang. I never, I never got to experience any of this because fireworks are illegal in Ireland. Are they? Still, yeah. still, yeah. Because there were a time when they were illegal, illegal over here as well, and then that changed, and all of a sudden there's huge stores that were fireworks opened, and it's like, what do they sell there? <laughs> and you can just walk in and buy a firework. They didn't even need ID. Something. Like, yeah, fuck. I don't give a shit. Have a firework. Why <laughs> are they great. illegal? Uh, pff, I don't know. Dangerous. And they're quite they're dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> there's a buzz, but they're no, no more like, dangerous. Like when we short term, but cigarettes dangerous. Sell them everywhere, right? Yeah. It's true, yes. and as Colin has said before, but fags smoking, are lovely. Smoke fags are lovely, and smoking is cool. So, <laughs> you did know? you start smoking because it was cool? Was that really your reason? Or? Uh, what is it? I love no, it when it people was... admit it. Go, yeah, I just wanted to be cool. Well, it was a little bit of the cool aspect, but also because <laughs> I, a friend of mine was out one. We were just we were out one night having a drink. And he pulled out a packet of Marlboro Menthol. And I, I said, what? But you, you, you don't smoke. And he was like, I just, just have a few when I'm having a drink. And I goes, go on, give me one. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, the end. Yeah. yeah. The end. Oh, no. All downhill from there. I've never uh, even taken a puff on a cigarette. Isn't that yeah? weird? Not I, I did it at university. I was one of those people who'd he'd be like, when, when I had a few pints, I'd be like, oh, God, give me, so give me. So give me, a smoker. Give me, smoker. Give me. But yeah, but like I couldn't inhale. So it was all, I was always just going. That's <laughs> 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 just like literally just touching your lips on yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the, yeah, the point is, it is our 200th episode, and we should have planned something probably for it, but we didn't. So <laughs> you got it—the fireworks, the the yeah. adoring crowd. Yeah, they're all here. You they're just can't here. see you them. Can't I mean, see it them. is it's rammed in room. here, rammed with yeah. well wishes and fans. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I'm Alice Bell, and I'm joined as ever by Simon Miller. Hello again. And Colin Mahan. Hello. Lovely to see you, fellas. Are you, are lovely you? to see all of you as well. And yeah, it's and lovely. yeah, to lovely, lovely to see all the fans. Here. So what's, many fans. What's the... Good John down there. He's having a great time. Welcome, <laughs> what, what's John. The, what's the film you went to see? Where they said, "Oh, like, the room." You know, Hello, Colum. Hello, Alice. Hello, Simon. It's Hello, nice. Oh hi. Oh hi, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh hi, Colum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great. I went to see the room at the weekend. Who did you go with in the end? I know uh, you were Jim. For... Jim. I, well, I didn't want to say Jim because he doesn't really like audience in... participatory events. Jim. My husband. He has been. Okay. Jim is. Yeah. So, but he really enjoyed it. There's a lot of shout. It's great. It's great. Like, there's. I, have you ever seen the room, Miller? I've never seen it. I it's know amazing. of it. I knew of it. I really like. But... After going to see it. I, I remembered how funny it is and I was sitting there going I really want to bring all the lads to see this because they show it every month at the Prince Charles I can't go so to the good. Prince Charles anymore did you get banned? I, you buried I did, yeah I, I went in there and I just fucking shit, fucked that place up and I never let him in I went for a, a Stallone Arnie uh, yeah. movie marathon once Oh yeah, and it was just the worst experience of my life. Oh, really? Like, great. Ten to like five in the morning the next day. Jesus. And I got Charles to like I got to like half two in the morning. I just remember thinking, please just die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it was just awful. I just wanted to leave, but there were no trains at the time, so I was like, we're well, just gonna have to sit oh, it out. Shit. 
And I just thought this was the worst decision I've ever made. And ever since then, every time I think of the Prince Charles, I just have horrible no, no, flashbacks. No, it's really great. Well, we'll go. Sick. We'll go to see the room. It will be a wonderful joyous experience. Two hours, probably an hour and a half. So no, yeah, yeah, no, no even. As long as it's a normal length film, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, just move, I can never do a movie. It's, I don't like movie marathons. Oh my god, it's so good though. It's so good. I can't even. I just really wanted to bring you. And because it's because it's like a cult thing. Like the audience, you shout. There are things you shout at certain moments. Are you told like, this is, yeah, like, yeah, the audience. Like, you or something who the like fuck that. are you That's right, like yeah. uh and you throw spoons because they there's a picture that is just <laughs> a framed picture of a spoon so you throw plastic spoons you yell spur and just lace everyone at the prince charles cinema wants room night off because like the cleanup job is just horrendous <laughs> like, well because because when i went to see it like it's it's been two days where they were just doing back-to-back screenings with the room in that that screen so they, so they literally were just like this guy at the end was just like just leave the spoons <laughs> <laughs> because when we came in they were all on the floor so we were like brilliant pick them up right great. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it works. was it's the really guy good. there for all three days or whatever it was yeah he, well, he was oh, great yeah. he came it was amazing the guy Tommy Wiseau who directed it and he's just incredible like you think he's playing a character, but he's not. That's what he's like all the time. Is he definitely not playing a character though? Yeah, yeah like, it's not like, like the greatest. No, no, no trick. really. Like, there's a book about it called The Disaster Artist, and it's really it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Because yeah. he made this movie to be like a very serious drama, and you know, to, How could to he win not awards have and stuff. He must have watched the edit back and gone, "I oh, fuck this." <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he no, must have, I've never no, seen it, but even good. from the 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 the, the talk, even I oh, can so figure it's out it's so a disaster. Good. There's a bit that, and there are sex scenes in it that go on for like five minutes of like slow panning across people humping at each other's belly buttons. And and it's like a Channel Five like, like softcore porno, yeah. but like yeah, like Mass Effect exactly. Yeah, that's what happens. With uh, that, yeah. And like, there's a bit where two of them are like like necking on the stairs, and then someone at the back of the room went, "You better clean that staircase, bitch!" <laughs> what? <laughs> really funny. Oh, someone in the crowd said yeah, that. Yeah, someone oh, in the right. crowd yelled. I thought you meant something. Great. The movie says that. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> that would <laughs> it would bizarre. it would not be. Well, you're right, out of place. Surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. good. One anyway, it. <laughs> it was a great film. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk now. Uh, about video games. Five minutes into this video games podcast, we're now going to start. You always got you got to warm it up. That's small talk. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you guys had good uh, weekends as well. But now nope. we'll go on to news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> So in the news this week, in the news this week, what's that from? I covered that somewhere. Um, we're going to start with uh, Destiny Two. So what? Mm. I missed that. Did you? Because my weekend, yeah, but we're not allowed to talk about no, that. You just, you just no. <laughs> oh, no, I Has it been announced, it Destiny 2? Well, uh, yeah, like um, it wasn't announced, but like, I think... It was a, an earnings call. Yeah, yeah. And, and they oh, just said that... when things come out like, through that. It's just so disappointing. Like, I oh, know. Give but, us ratings or something. Uh, the, so a guy, he's an acting CEO called uh, Eric Hirschberg. I know that guy. Do you? Not personally, but I mean, I know mm. yeah, yeah. he does it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he said, like, development's going really well, and Destiny 2 is slated to come out currently somewhere around autumn 2017. This year? Mm-hmm. I guess the last one came out, what, 2014? Give or take, yes, yeah. about three years ago. I forgot it's Bungie, isn't it? Said, forgot, development yeah. is going great. Um, but, but then did he, they also say they're going to make this one fun well, so I can play it and so enjoy it so what he said and I don't know <laughs> I don't know how people so he said like if you're if you're you know if you're a fan of Destiny if you're a seasoned player if you put loads of hours into it then you're going to love this game there's stuff in it for you know it's more of what you'll love kind of thing but then he also said that if you haven't tried Destiny or if you haven't played it in a while then Destiny 2 will have a lot for, for them to love too uh, it's got a great cinematic story and it's accessible if you want a more casual first-person action experience. I do want that, actually. I mean, that's bollocks. That's just buzzwords coming out of his mouth. That is what I want from a game like Destiny. But Bungie's... 
Well, this but is I controversial, isn't it? I mean, but people, the people that play Destiny don't... Like, Destiny didn't have a great story. But Destiny people had a shit story. It didn't have a story. Like, yeah. it, it was just an open go-to-a-moon game. And it, and it was basically, it was constantly trying to tell you to go to the website, come off the game and go to the website <laughs> and look at these... What were they, the, uh, what were they called? It was Grimoire cards or something like uh, that? But it was just, there was no... But that's it the was thing. devoid of story. Like, it's it's been successful because the other things about it were good, yeah. were strong. So... What like I it, it it reminds me of when you know before the the thief reboot came out mm-hmm. and the guy was like well you've also got to make it accessible for people that don't you know read the incidental notes and stuff left around and all that kind of stuff I was like no you don't no you don't like <laughs> uh, do whatever you want it's your game who cares <laughs> that's not you know people that because it was all like it's got to be accessible for people that didn't play the original thief games and don't like which is fair enough mm-hmm. but. I to me, thief was all about like discovering different ways to do stuff because you find notes saying like, "Oh, I've left this door open" or whatever, and being like, "Make it accessible for people who don't like the core elements of gameplay." <laughs> Seems mm. a bit weird to me. So saying like, "We're gonna change stuff that people like about Destiny." Well, the, I suppose the word "casual" has an awful lot of negative connotations. But what, what was his actual wording? Uh, accessible if you want a more casual first-person action experience. I guess they want that World of Warcraft crowd, don't they? Because that's basically what... But if you do that, you don't bring out a new game. You bring out a massive, great expansion. Well, that's they true. did, though. Like They, they brought out the, like, the Taken thing. King. Maybe it didn't do as well as they want. I don't know. Or maybe... I don't know. Maybe because it's console, they just feel they that's have to true. iterate. Another as one, yeah. to expand. Like, I just don't like Destiny. I think it's fine. I mean, it did really well. It was really successful. So it's obviously a format that works, but just dull. And just it lacked that um, carrot on the stick. You know, why do I want yeah. to keep playing? I just, I'm just fucking around in space. Because it's fine and all, but I, don't know. I, I thought as a shooter, I thought it was good, and like, like that's Bungie's pedigree, obviously. But it was everything else around it, because it was every mission you start in this barren brown wasteland, and yeah, there was just no, as you say, there was no carrot on the stick. There was no story kind of propelling you forward onto the next thing. Um. Like, yeah, I mean, people that love it absolutely eat up every bit of content that they put out for it afterwards. And it's, I don't know, it's made a mint for Activision. But I I would be looking for something more from Destiny 2. Like, yeah, just, I don't know, some kind of backstory. Some, like, do you remember at the start of Destiny when you got to the Citadel, whatever they call yeah. it? And, like, you met the, the, head, the head man. He said, how's the farm? He said, listen, right, there's a moon off in the distance. And we need to get to that or some shit. It was just the most kind of vague, ambiguous kind of setting to shoot some aliens in the face, which is fine. But I always got the feeling that Destiny was sold on something more when they, I think it was before it came out, they were talking about this 10 year plan. And it's oh, yeah, there was a huge amazing space adventure. And they were almost talking it up like kind of in the same vein as a Mass Effect kind of thing, like rich story. And just didn't kind of deliver on that. I don't know. I mean, I know we talked about this before, but my thing really is that all games now, if they're a multiplayer game, they're they're all always sort of like, but it's got a rich first person experience too for single player. And mm-hmm. if it's like a a single player game, it's like if you go online to play with etc. I just sort of like I think when you try and do both, it, you mean it means you don't really do either as well. So I think I agree. Situation. That's the problem. Yeah. That's literally the problem with like this. So just, last week, was it called the Ghost Recon? Yeah, but what's that? What do they call the open world? The something something open world. I knew it last week. Anyway, but that thing, they focus too much on that, and then the single player is dead, and that sucks. I want single player games again. Bring them back. 
like Bethesda. Oh, there you yeah, go. Bethesda fucking do, do that. But mm. I, yeah, I think if like Destiny 2, they should just be like, well, the multiplayer was really successful for Destiny, so we're going to make it a multiplayer game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's Persistent I... online worlds. That's there what I go. hate. Mm. I hate that in modern day games. It's ruining gaming. I've said it. Persistent online. Down with persistent online worlds. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> in other Activision news, which from the same call, uh, they talked about Call of Duty, <coughs> Infinite Warfare. Not doing well. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Thomas Tipple. <laughs> with, well, it, it's T-I-P-P-L. So Thomas Tipple said that the space setting didn't, didn't resonate with a portion of their audience and that Infinite Warfare underperformed. Um, so the uh, the next uh, Call of Duty, 27, call, 2017 Call of Duty, will uh, go back to its roots. That's bollocks, though, because that can't be true. That, to me, is revisionist history. Because they tell us they have three teams working on Call yep. of Duty because the whole point, each one's in a three-year development cycle. So how the hell could they <laughs> well, change this, this one thing. now so after Infinite War? Uh, it's, obviously, yeah. it's obviously pure chance <laughs> yeah, that the yeah. next one is World War <laughs> exactly. II. We'll, we'll spin that now. We'll say, oh yeah, we'll, we'll make changes. We'll make it a World War yeah, shooter or um, whatever it with is. With that said, if it is a World War shooter, I'm back. Huh. I'm done with Call of Duty. If we're going back to World War II, I'm back. <laughs> Battlefield's well, fine. It's fine. Mm. It's not for me. It's, it's just not my game. Whereas Call of Duty, when it's good, is my game. I still think it's good. They go back to World War Two. Oh my gosh, so exciting! Well, he did say this. Is the, so it's been made by Sledgehammer Games, who did Advanced Warfare. Uh, well, this year's one is a Sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, I like them. They're all right. Uh, and he said, yeah, uh, it was greenlit more than two years ago. So well, obviously, yeah. two years ago, they were like, right. So that space one, those other yeah. cancer are working on. Yeah, be well that's shit. Gonna that be, <laughs> that's going <laughs> to underperform. And I imagine at that time as well. And I hate it when they pretend otherwise. They knew what Dice were doing. They would have known about Battlefield 1. So I guess they think well, we can differentiate ourselves, go back to World War 2, and then there's not like we're copying suit and stuff. Mm. I'm so up for a Call of Duty World War 2 game. I mean, I really am. I, I, I'd love a, a first-person shooter it's set in World War 2 or even World War 1. But in saying that, Infinite Warfare was actually very good. It was it, like... It was basically Titanfall, but not as good, but still very good in its own right. Uh, <laughs> and like some of the problem, side right? missions, some of the side missions were uh, excellent as well. The kind of more stealthy based things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. When every first person shooter is kind of future based and yeah. double jumping and wall running and stuff like that, I, I suppose you, you flood the market. And then people will look for uh, the more the World War ones and stuff. But do you think, Miller, that a World War shooter works today when like everyone is so used to the kind of fast-paced wall-running type of first-person shooter? I think, I think it's hard to pull off. That's a very good point because you have to you have to slow it right down. Mm-hmm. You can't have dudes in the nineteen forties running around on walls because <laughs> <laughs> that's offensive. I mean, you you want to offend people? Go, no, oh well. Uh, yeah. Unless one of them uh, breaks into like some sort of future science Animus like fucking secret <laughs> office Alice, underneath you, Whitehall. Stop talking right now because they will hear this and go, "That is a great <laughs> idea." Like, what are these? I, I say, <laughs> yeah. these boots yeah, exactly. allow me to run on the wall. I think you can make it work. You just you have to because Call of Duty Two was a good game. Mm. It was methodical, but it still had a pace to it. You just got to find that balance. It shouldn't be super fast, the World War II shooter. It should have a certain, yeah, slower pace to it. But I think as long as you do that right, then you can make it work. Like to mm. me, Call of Duty 2 is still the best Call of Duty there ever was in terms of how much I enjoyed it. Call of Duty 4 was probably a better game in terms of my enjoyment. It was Call of Duty 2. I can still go back to it now to a certain extent. And I don't mind that it's really slow. 
because it's just really well built. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm. I try to remember all the guns from World War Two as well. I can't remember one now. I used to love picking up those guns. And, oh, that's that thing. But it's been so long. Like a Gewurt forty-five or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. flipping Nazis. I, I remember. Yeah, the the I enjoyed the World War Two games, and I think it's you know it's, it comes in cycles, right? It's like fashion. Like everyone yeah. like the eighties, and now we're back onto nineties fashion somehow. So like we everyone was doing World War Two, and then someone was like, let's do the you know Middle East, and now it's I think it's cycled back around. I mm. think people. Are, yeah, I just think. World War II shooters have more to them because you can actually, I know there's creative licensing involved, but there also is this happened to a certain extent. You know, it's almost like a history lesson as well as a video game. And I think that's why it's so fascinating because I know they play around with it. I'm not saying you actually get, it's not like reading a book or anything like that, but it does give you a sense of something that's real. And I guess Modern Warfare Call of Duty 4 did that to a certain extent because this is what a war in the Middle East is like, Mm. kind of. But now, like I said, we've gone into future warfare and running on walls. and It's still fun and it's still exciting. But I think those games have more to it when there is a certain... I use the term realism, you know, not massively meaning mm. that. But yeah, that's why I think they're so good. Bring it back. Yeah, there you go. Uh, then we're going to move on. We've had, uh, for the past week or so, we've had written on our office whiteboard, the editorial whiteboard, uh, where the fuck is South Park? Mm. Uh, I know. And now we know. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, South Park, the fracture of hole has been delayed again. Yeah. Um, and we, the reason we asked where the fuck is South Park is because it was supposed to be coming out December last year. Mm-hmm. And then it got pushed to Q1 this year, which meant it should have, like, should have had a release date for, like... At least at March, March. Before you yeah. pay your taxes. And we hadn't heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. So then we were like, well, where the fuck is South Park? And we were planning our March. And then uh, it turned out... In a uh, yeah. Ubisoft uh, did a kind of like earnings report update, uh, like a financials update, and uh, it just very very quietly in there said uh, they're revising their estimate for this year down, this financial year down, because uh, South Park the Fracture But Hole has been moved to their next financial year, which means for Ubisoft their next financial year is uh, between April this year and March next year. So. Yeah. Again, that's a shame. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it because I think the the stick of truth was fucking outstanding, start to finish. Underscored on Video Gamer for the record. <laughs> I can't remember who reviewed it now. Some freelancer. What an idiot. <laughs> what what was what was it given? Six. Wow. wow. Yeah. See. See. I'm not afraid to call the own website out. It was wrong. Opinion, opinion, opinions. Opinions and all that. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like when when you know Colin has given scores that I have disagreed with, yeah, exactly. and I allow him to do it but because he argues his point. <laughs> this guy also said he didn't think it was very funny and I will go on record and saying that's wrong <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it's the best episode of South Park in the last couple of years when Morgan Freeman turns up at the end yeah. I thought I was going to have a heart Spoiler. attack and die <laughs> oh, you haven't played it by now what are you waiting I mean, for it's been three years it does depend whether you think it's funny does depend on whether you like South Park because it references yeah. South Park a Agreed, lot Agreed, but I think if you play stuff. a South Park game and you don't like South Park that's and then true. review it you're a dick <laughs> that's a dick thing to do I'm going to review this do you like South Park no well then don't play the game it's not for you Like you know that straight away but yeah it's a shame yeah, so yeah, it's been pushed with very little warning, but I think sort of we were all getting the idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, it looked likely. Again, shame, but um, we'll, see. we'll see. So yeah, April April this year to March next year, yeah, basically. Yeah, so there's quite, that's, that's literally like I all mean, the info whenever. we have is like, it's going to be their next financial year. I'm calling August. 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 I'm calling August. Always a big game in August. I'm calling South Park for August. Oh, there you go. Yep. Uh, and then finally... 
Normally, our and finally is a nice, like, mm. light, lice. Kind of like that, like that part in the news where they go, and finally, a cat got stuck up a tree, and then some old woman fucking. <laughs> finally, anti Semitism has broken out across YouTube. <laughs> so, and finally, yeah, PewDiePie. <laughs> Pewds has uh, he's been dropped by uh, Maker Studios, who's partnered with him for, for a little while now, uh, and now by Disney. Uh, so the headline is that you know Disney has dropped PewDiePie uh, for um, uh, anti-Semitism. Like, is is one video in particular? Yeah, where he hired two Indians uh, on Fiverr to dance around laughing and holding a sign saying uh, death, death to Jews, to, death to all Jews, all Jews, come, all of them, not, not just some. Uh, so he killed me. I'm dead in PewDiePie's world, which is fantastic. Uh, the, uh, but the, I mean, there were some other references that there have been swastikas popping up in different contexts and, and right. stuff in other videos. What um, can you can you explain what Fiverr is to me? It's where you pay someone a fiver. They will have, they will say it. like it's I will do website, yeah. I will do this for a fiver, and then you give them a fiver and they do it. Sounds. Skeptical. It's good. It's, it's, a variety of it's really good. Variety of different things. Oh, obviously, you have to read reviews and stuff. But if you get a good one, it's really good oh, service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's never a fiver. <laughs> like you go to get your one, they go, oh, but you need this. That's five more dollars. Oh, you want it tomorrow? That's ten more dollars. And it's right. like, right, I'm paying thirty dollars for this now on a website okay. called Fiver. <laughs> but it is, a, in, my, in my experience, it is actually a very useful website if you could find the right people. Yeah. Mm. So that right. is Fiver. Sponsored by Fiver. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Anti-Semitism sponsored by Fiver. So he, he, yeah, he found two, two guys who do, will hold up a sign saying whatever and he paid them to hold up a sign saying death to all Jews. They got their account banned on Fiverr but then he lobbied to get it back because they kind of didn't really understand what they were doing, allegedly. Okay. Um, but yeah. Well, I don't, I don't well. get to him, um, so yeah, we go now to our Jewish correspondent, Simon Miller. In the field, <laughs> circumcised and everything. Right, here's the thing, right? Now, context is king, right? As we all know, that's the case. Yes. I do not believe that PewDiePie is anti-Jews or an anti-Semite or anything like that. I don't, I don't think he is. Because if he was, he wouldn't make videos about it. Because mm. he's a self-aware, smart man that would realize this will fuck me up if I also come out and say I hate Jews. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not stupid. He's not stupid. Like, if this had come from T. Martin... What's the other one? The gambling pros kings. Yeah. If they did it, I would have gone, yeah, they're probably massive, massive racists. <laughs> and they're idiots. And don't, or not even that, they're just stupid. I don't believe PewDiePie to be stupid. So I look at it one sense. I take a step back and I'm like, a comedian, which is what he is. He is now a comedian. If you watch his videos, he's there to make jokes. You have to take the joke in the context it's meant. And you have to accept that if you're offended by it, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like you're allowed to be offended by it, but at the same time, he's allowed to make that joke as long as you can watch it and go, that's obviously a joke within context. I believe he was making a joke. And I think in that sense, he should be allowed to make that joke. But I also think you need to be aware of your standing in society. Yes. And that Disney were well within their rights to say, we're not doing anything just in the same way that PewDiePie is allowed to say this is my channel I want to make jokes about this mm -hmm. to try and prove how silly the world has become and look what we can do and there's you know Disney are also well within their rights to go you cannot we cannot be associated with people because we make cartoons things. and exactly so I actually think it's kind of a six of one half a dozen and right and wrong like because I don't think you can start censoring comedians as long as you can watch it and say he's not if I actually believe PewDiePie was fucking ragging on the Jews I would go to Brighton and beat the shit out of them. Like, genuinely, I'm very proud of my religion. Like, I don't talk about it a lot because I think religion is a personal thing. 
I don't think you should go around like waving mm-hmm. your flag. But I am a proud Jew. Like I really, really am. And if I genuinely thought he was an anti, I would. I'm two hours away, hour and a half. I go down and beat the shit out of him. But I don't think he was. So I think he's allowed to make the joke, but I also think he has to deal with the the fallout yeah. from it because that's the world we live in. So yeah, I one. think. Yeah, I think you know people like people who like cheekily park on a double yellow line for like five minutes and then kick off when they get a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, you parked on the double yellow line. You knew the risks. <laughs> you got a ticket. Yeah. But I, I think really his problem. I think really why this has happened is not because he's he made these jokes because he's been doing it for you know it's not like it happened yesterday but I think the issue is that uh, alt-right and actual neo-Nazis and white yes. supremacists yeah. think that he is on their side now and that's what I, I mean think when I that's about, what the problem is yeah that's what I mean when I talk about you have to realise what your influence he's an influencer yeah. and that's when you have to be smart and go I don't want to influence the wrong people but at mm-hmm. the same time He's still allowed to make that joke as long as he accepts yeah. the consequences. You know, like Jim, the comedian Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Some of the things he says are like, even I'm like, he cannot say that. Mm-hmm. But it makes me laugh because it's shocking and stuff. And I know he doesn't mean it. It's a joke. But as he said before, there are consequences that he realizes he has to accept. And some people are going to get it and some people are not going to get it. Um, I think maybe the problem with PewDiePie is Jim Jeffries is a comedian in a comedic setting. And context is important. Exactly. Yeah. Being on like a blog, vlog slash YouTube channel, which is very open, and I'm not—I don't mean unprofessional in a bad way, but if you go to see a comedic set, you almost know you're like watching. You're, you're watching a comedy set. You know, it's within that set, it's yeah. Exactly. Whereas PewDiePie comes across as I'm just a dude. Mm. Here I am, and I think that's where the issues come in. But at the same time, yeah, I, I as a fan of comedy and a fan of stuff like South Park, which are similar things, I think. Yeah, it's, it's it's bad and not bad at the same time. It's a really, yeah. it's a real grey area. But I certainly don't think, as a Jewish man, I don't think PewDiePie hates the Jews. Maybe he does hate the Jews. If it comes out that he does hate the Jews, fucking watch out, PewDiePie. Because Miller's <laughs> coming to fucking beat you up with his couple and Torah. Yeah. And be the shit out of I think you. The, the problem, there's a website called The Daily Stormer that rebranded itself as uh, the oh, yeah. uh, world's number one <laughs> PewDiePie fan site. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's, a quite, it's quite a high, prof- high profile, like white supremacist website. Is he the- and it, um, it said that, essentially, it said, sort of like you, it said that like he is smart, so he knows that he can't come out and be like, I am well into Hitler. But they've sort of said like uh, that he's subtly pushing esoteric Hitlerist magic uh, under the guise of humour. Right. <laughs> ah, that classic <laughs> Hitler magic. Um, that is in reference to one specific video. Yeah. But um, yeah, essentially, it's like they they think that Pewds. It says like this is like PewDiePie is a, a neo-Nazi. They think they Pew- said on their website that PewDiePie is a neo-Nazi. They think he is, and I think that's why but I, I suppose in the same talk like do they actually think he is oh, or, or are, are they, they using this because that, yeah. that's the thing I thought about because then this is a bit of a step but then it almost becomes like terrorism it's like you're telling me we can't make jokes just in case neo-nazi websites do you know what I mean it's, that's mm. a bit of a stretch that you know you mentioned there are other videos with swastikas in mm-hmm. do you have more I don't know about those do you have more context about them uh, really there's one so the one that the that comment was specifically referencing is there's a bit it's quite a long video but at the end he does like a kind of um pretend magical ceremony where he summons what is ultimately a cardboard cut out of Ainsley Harriet at the end but what this, yeah, well, yeah. Pie does yeah bizarre, that is. <laughs> but how like, does a swastika with the he there's like a pentagram on the floor that has a swastika in it and he's sort of kneeling in front of that and kind of pretending to do a magical ceremony to see this is the thing again I think it's really really hard because I think he should be allowed to do that because if Ainsley Harriet pops out it's like this is not real 
mm. it's a joke. But at the same time, it's like how I mentioned last week. I don't like it when people start using the term Nazis in terms of like Donald Trump because you start using that word and actually forgetting what it means. I think that's the problem. If you start using the swastika too much and diminishing what it actually represents, then it's like, well, this is not good because mm -hmm. the whole point is to remember... You know, that's why people said, oh, we just, you shouldn't talk about this stuff. No, 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 you absolutely should talk about it all the time because as soon as we forget is as soon as it happens again. And that also means appreciating what certain symbols mean. So I remember there's, a, there's some people out there that goes, yeah, well, the swastika used to be a symbol for peace, so we should go back to that. It's like, yeah, it doesn't mean it that doesn't, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that's like saying, oh, we should be able to call gay people, whatever. No, 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 times change. Like Times change, you have to move. Let language changes with time and exactly, adapts. Exactly, and I, that, that's the only problem is Maybe once is fine, but then if you're doing it over and over, you you do run the risk of getting the wrong message across. And you do have to be smart with comedy as well. Like it's really important to understand what people may or may not be taking away from it. Maybe once yeah. would have been fine, twice would have been fine. It's like yeah. Yeah, South Park is the best description. They do it all the time. But they, they take the piss out of everything and they do it in such a ridiculous way. Like, well, this is just silly. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's not. I don't think I agree with you. I don't think he is actually. No, I don't like, think he's. But, uh, it's so just much. he did a lot of little things that uh, on their own he thought like, "Ha, this is really funny." Like he he was in a video wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, and he followed. He's the like he follows Donald Trump on Twitter, and that's the only <laughs> person he follows and stuff. It's just you put them all together, and it and it's sort of it's a bit like, "Come on, nephew." Mm. I tell you what it is. He's become. My, I didn't like PewDiePie then he became self-aware yeah then him. I liked him yeah. now he's become too self-aware and I think he feels like he's kind of pushing the line and it almost kind of at times at times it looks like he feels he's untouchable yes I think that's it yeah he goes too far past it which is fine because he should be allowed to do that but again you have to have the self-awareness to also yeah. reel, reel yourself back in mm -hmm. so that, I'm not offended by it and I'm, I am a Jewish man like, I, you know it's not like I'm half Jew, I'm full Jew, and I'm not. When I heard about all this, I actually thought I laughed. The, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen the video, but I did laugh. Do you know what I sort of thought? Because you know, he did that. I'm going to delete my channel when I get to this many subs. Mm -hmm. I sort of thought, like, is this like a work? Is <laughs> it's another like it's going to turn out in a couple of weeks? Like he's going to be like surprise. Yeah, maybe he doesn't need Disney. He doesn't need Maker. He makes 15 million pounds a year or whatever. Like. Yeah, he's, got, he's got enough money. He doesn't need... I wouldn't be surprised if eventually he goes, oh, fuck this shit, and just closes it down. Mm. I don't think he needs this anymore. I don't think he massively... I think that's why he does this stuff, to try and prove how dumb all this stuff is. But I think in trying to do that, he may have lost sight. And I, just to reiterate, in case it didn't come across, I genuinely agree with Disney pulling out. If I was in control of Disney, I'd be like, yeah, we have, cannot be associated with PewDiePie. Anymore. Because again, that's the whole point. A comedian, a good comedian, more or less, is a controversial character. Like someone like Richard Pryor or someone like that, you tell a lot of jokes, which is like, oh man, that's mm -hmm. you know, that's pushing. And Chris Rock, Chris Rock especially, like, and Ricky Gervais, you know, they all they all do it. But again, you have to accept that. Yeah, again, there's a fallout to that. So I think they're both equally right and equally wrong. Well, no, Disney aren't wrong. PewDiePie was a bit wrong. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you have the right to say whatever you want. But if people think you're being a dick, they also have the right to say you're being a dick. Exactly. There you go. And it's like it's like it's like if you look at PewDiePie and Donald Trump, for example, if PewDiePie says that stuff, I'm like, oh. Silly boy, Donald Trump says it. I'm like, he's a mad fucking racist. Because yeah. <laughs> do you know what Con I mean? Context, that's, there's right? context there which makes me feel that's the case. So anyway, that's my that's the Jewish man in the field reporting on PewDiePie live in the field of this office. <laughs> yeah, live in Israel. Simon okay. Miller. <laughs>
Don't go to Israel. I told you I know someone who was who sang for Israel in the Eurovision Song Contest when he was like nine years old. What? It's amazing. He's the craziest man. If you ever want the best biography ever, talk to Alice about this man. It's amazing. He works with my husband, and he sang for Israel in the Eurovision Song Contest when he was a kid. And then he had to uh, join the IDF because you have to. So he was a sniper for like a couple of years when he was a teenager. And now he's the most flamboyant man you'll ever meet in your life. What? And he's killed Duff. men, you'd assume. If he was a yeah, sniper, yeah, yeah. you'd assume. So. Maybe, Unless he know. was a bad sniper, you wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah. I don't laughs> bad sniper, there's a game in there. He sings at my Rob husband. Schneider is bad <laughs> <Yeah>. sniper. <laughs> <laughs> He sings at my husband down there because they all have radio mics. He sings down like Jimmy, 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 your man after midnight. Stuff. He's crazy. He's baby. amazing. He walks around like he played the Jaws theme down the mic for, to every single employee that had the mic up for like 40 seconds. Just played the Jaws theme. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love that we just had a well in-depth conversation about anti-Semitism, yeah, yeah. the Nazis, PewDiePie. I mean, what, whoever thought that conversation was going to come I up? don't think anyone, yeah, nobody expected that really. But here we are. That is the world we live in today. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I it that kind of good, stuff. Yeah, you yeah. flexed your intellectual muscles there as well, as well as your real muscles, Miller. Yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Live the dream. Miller, I'm going to assume again, will bypass you. Have you been playing anything? Did I, play anything? I did. I played more Resident Evil with you, but we can't really discuss that. I played that Conan game. Did we discuss that last week? We did, didn't we? No, no. I don't think so. Bad, did we not talk about Conan last week? I played Conan. There you go. That's, I know it was the Wednesday. So yeah, I played Conan, which I know you guys also tinkered with. Mm-hmm. It was a boring video game, if I'm completely <laughs> honest. Well, but it's done incredibly successful. It's made all its money back. So in early access. So in a, yeah, in a week it made yeah. all its money back. This is the thing. Like We played around with it because of the hilarious dick physics. Yeah. You can choose how big your and penis is. Well. Yeah, yeah. And the boobs. It's amazing. Don't forget the boobs as well. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. The willy and the boobs. Equal opportunity. Equal opportunity zero G. Yep. <laughs> Genitalia. Um uh so we were mucking around with that, but like actually you you thought the actual gameplay of it was really boring. Well it's like a survival game. So yeah. you're I mean you're not Conan, are you? Just in Conan's universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole point is yes, you start the game and you you know, you've got all your health, food, all that traditional survival stuff, and you find this big bat that were from the Conan movies if you watch them. It's killed your mate. It basically says a note saying that you need to build up civilization again. It's, it's the point. So you go around and you collect wood and you collect stone and you have to start building stuff. You build stuff some clothes and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I mean, maybe if you love survival games, you'll be into it. But it just felt to me like No Man's Sky, but in Conan land without the kind of traveling from planets to planets. I just, I, I get bored. Oh, you're thirsty. You're dead. Oh, you're hungry. <laughs> you're dead. Oh, you didn't build a shelter quick enough. You're dead. And every time it comes up going, I should have built a bed. So I'm trying to build a bed, but then this thing called Shaleback is coming up to me and kicking my ass. And because I haven't got a weapon, I can't kill it. You can't run away because your stamina goes down. You've got to start again and again mm-hmm. and again. And after a while, I'm, just, I'm sick of this. It's just not a game. That I, I've got nothing out of it. And I, I can't really diss the fact that it felt unfinished because it's unfinished, but it felt unfinished. <laughs> like, and that makes it difficult to play because, you know, there are certain things that you'd expect that aren't there. But I guess it's, it's, a, it's a time sink. Do you know what I mean? Like I played it for a couple of hours and it didn't feel like a couple of hours. Not necessarily because I was enjoying it, just because I fit, it's a bit like working on a production line in a shop. It's like wash, rinse, repeat, once, rinse, repeat, yep. go on and on and on and on. I just, yeah. It's how, just, how far did you get? I, well, I built, my, uh, I built some clothes, built clothes, <laughs> made some clothes. Uh, I started like uh, mining for minerals and stuff. Uh, I fought these humans. I think, because you can, I played it offline just because fuck that. 
But I think maybe if you're playing it online, we're giving you persistent online world, maybe that's where it gets more fun because I assume you could meet people and you could share resources and build stuff up together. Which, and you could build a, Or you could, probably kill them and take well, their resources. Yeah, and just like rip their penis off their yep. body. But maybe it's more fun that, but to me, the mechanic is still dull. I've just, I just don't like it. Which is weird because Age of Empires 2 back in the day I loved. And this is essentially the same thing. But I guess pointing, clicking and tapping as opposed to having to run over to mm. a tree to get the bark. <laughs> it's just boring. It's just really boring. It's just, I'd much rather... Do you remember that Conan game THQ made? It's 10 years old, that game now. How I remember it came out in 2007, I don't know. But it was a proper like... Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, here's a big axe. Kill everything. Just push X the whole time. Hack and slash kind yeah, of? Yeah, pretty much. But it was just fun and it was over the top and it was aggressive. And because of that, it was like, remember that Wolverine game that came out that everyone thought was going to be yes. shit and it was just really fun because, I mean, it's boring. It was boring. It was uh, repetitive. But because the base mechanic felt so good, that's six hours, that's all right. Mm-hmm. And that's what this Conan, I think I would have just preferred that. But then again, that probably wouldn't have had the longevity this will have because people love survival games and people it's love true. Conan. So. But like, obviously, the, yeah, the fucking knobs and tits and all that, that has... That felt unnecessary. Oh, I mean, it is, but <laughs> but, but without but that, well, you know, they, they don't break even in a week. No, oh, yeah. Because like, right. that cr- that created a lot Just of boys. Nerds in their basement selecting female and making the boobs massive and being like, yes, time I, is I, good. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I honestly, I thought it was great. I liked, I appreciate the attention to detail in that the shadow would uh, yes. flop around as well. That was good. <laughs> I didn't notice that, to be honest. Did you not? That makes me sad that's the case. It's but yes, yeah, it's, it's fine if you like survival games. Could have made better use of the Conan license, in my opinion. Ooh, there Five you go. out of ten. Five. Early, access. Yeah. early access early access by you have played Sniper Elite 4 I have which is out now yes uh, it is um, and it's I suppose when we're kind of ties into what we were talking about well, does, earlier it, yeah. a little bit yeah um, because <laughs> yeah you kind of go around the place as this nondescript default generic fucking American fella who goes to Italy to kill all the Nazis every single every last single one, of them. one. Yeah, including PewDiePie. <laughs> That's gonna be DLC. Like, because like, it wasn't it Sniper Elite, or was it the other one that did Hitler DLC? Was Sniper Elite. That was yeah. Sniper Elite. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can. Yeah, there's DLC where you go onto U boat or something and kill yeah. kill Hitler. Yeah, um, fucking so strange. <laughs> what world do we live in? It's it's oh, really dear. good. It's fucking really really good. Um, like it's it's kind of like a poor faced hitman. Um, it doesn't have the same type of options that you do in Hitman in terms of killing people and stuff. But, uh, like, what it does have is the kill cam. And my God, is that satisfying. <laughs> now, like, even up to the very end of the game, I just, I, because you can, when it happens, you can skip it or you can turn it off altogether. And I Ooh, watched, turn it off. Yeah, I, I watched <laughs> every single one because the joy you get when you are fucking hundreds of meters away. And you ping a soldier through the skull and like <laughs> knock off his helmet. It's fucking brilliant. Like uh, it really is. And yeah, Sn- Sniper Elite, when it kind of allows you to uh, just be a cold-blooded murderer, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, because when when it introduces story, oh, it's terrible. The story is 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 just like ju- just as much as the main character is this default nothingness. Like, as are every other secondary character. 
because they're they're just uh, I mean the majority of them are Italian stereotypes anyway. Um, <laughs> Mamma mia! With ba- like, do you remember when you meet uh, your man in Assassin's Creed? Is it Brotherhood when he goes, "It's a me, a Mario." Uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I mean, well, that was funny because it was obviously a nod. But like yeah. ev- every, yeah, every character, every Italian character uh, talks like that, and it's yeah, the this, this story is terrible. But as a tactical shooter, I think it's fantastic. Um, wow! There yeah. you go. Yeah, it's it, it's it's just everything else that pulls it back dramatically. Um, it's open world now, right? Well, well, each you each, got a car, right? Each, <laughs> Basically, a car. Each no, you don't have a car. It's um, each level is fairly big. Like you, I think it's eight Wait. eight missions. Uh, the strategy involved in it is is oh, it's so satisfying. Uh, being able to kind of survey the entirety of an area before you go into it, spotting all the Nazis and kind of and and t- you to tag them manually uh, and kind of planning out your approach. It's fucking. It's great. The AI isn't fantastic, um, <laughs> and they do kind of follow a similar pattern. And uh, yeah, like sorry, in certain aspects like that, they're not they're not great. But uh, still, oh, it's fucking. It's great to kill a Nazi, you know. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's just so. How long so, does someone fucking mod PewDiePie into that game? I give it a week, <laughs> a week. <laughs> but yeah, it's very very good. So good. Uh, I previewed Nia Automata, which is looking very interesting. I have a lot of questions about it in terms of like the plot and where it's going and and what it's going to be as a larger thing. So it is. It's an action kind of RPG, JRPG. There is a dusting of kind of questing maybe i did a couple of, of quests where i went and, and got some stuff for some dudes but i don't mm. know how much that's going to be in the game i like to be the protagonist she's fun she's got big so it's, it's extra fun to like hit rusty robots when you're a a <laughs> tiny sort of waif of a girl mm-hmm. in a in a black velvet dress with a massive sword um and it was fun yeah i like the setting the environments were all sort of dilapidated kind of falling down cities and stuff so I think the larger game could be really good it does really interesting stuff with um, it's sort of a Dark Souls adjacent kind of death system where when you die because you're playing an android it just kind of upload you into a new body and then ah. you can go back down find your your own body and try and recover stuff from it and you can leave right. when you when you die you can leave a little personalised haiku <laughs> on, with your body why would in, you do that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it says there are, like, I think there are some online features. So maybe it is will be... The, is this like, um, yeah, like the Dark Souls aspect leaving of, like, a leaving... Leaving like, yeah. Maybe okay. it'll be like that, but I don't know. Um, but I can't... I don't want to talk too much about it just because the coolest stuff that I saw, I'm not can't allowed talk to talk about. about. Mm. Um, but it does It does look intriguing and interesting, and you can you can ride a, an elk or, like, a moose in it if, if you want. So. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, is is the combat? Like, it's it's pretty good. I mean, the is it as good is, as everyone? Like, is like I, I suppose when the demo came out at the tail end of last year, people were going fucking mental for it. It, it is. I mean, it, it's very. I think it's very layered. It, um, I didn't find it quite as kind of um easy to change stuff and quite as kind of fluid as I sort of felt like it should be, just because she she's all little and quick and she moves really fast. Um. And I guess it's a balance between like it does when you hit something, it feels like you've hit it. Mm-hmm. 
but it also at times felt a little bit kind of slow and it's I guess balancing those two things but I think um, when you get better at it because there's a lot of different things you can layer up as part of the combat so you've got like a little droid that you can hold down a button and it will shoot the entire time oh that's your, yeah, um, your little yeah, navy it's called thing. pod mm. Uh, but you can also do strong attacks and quick attacks and jumping and guarding and all this stuff. So layering it all together, I think, would make me better at it, obviously. <laughs> and I only had a, a couple of hours with it. But it did it, it did feel a little bit awkward sometimes. But uh, I don't necessarily think it, that is a write-off for the whole game. And it was a preview build as well, so we'll see. Mm. But yeah, I'm interested to see more. It's definitely looking intriguing. And I, I always like humanoid robots as well. And it did also as well, which is very exciting. Played Thimbleweed Park. You love Thimbleweed I Park. Fucking love it. You are like the social media ambassador for Thimbleweed Park. <laughs> yeah. So much love from your Twitter account for that game. Yeah, it's it was so good. It was so good because because Thimbleweed Park, if if you didn't know, it was kick. It was a Kickstarter. It was funded, I think, in 2015. It was supposed to be out last year, but they got more money than they were expecting, and then Just went to Vegas for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's not true, by the way. Not true. Joke, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's by um, it's co-created by uh, Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who did uh, the old Lucasfilm slash what became LucasArts games like Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island. Best. So good. Um, so those old point-and-click adventure games, they wanted to make one for the now. So it mm. is. It's a Pixar game, and it's got that nine-verb menu, and it's a point-and-click adventure thing. But it's so it's like anything bad that you've heard about point and click adventures is not in the preview that I played. Okay. So for, uh, first of all, yeah, the problem with that system is the look at use talk to blah, blah, blah. Like how, how have they streamlined that? So they streamlined it so that, um, you can select. So if you hover over an object, like a door, it will auto select the most likely thing that you'll want to do with it. So if you right click, you, you will just open door. Kind of okay. Thing. Rather than having to select open and then door. Talk to door. Yeah, look yeah. at look at door. I think I can open it. But you like you can do that as well if you want to. And part of the joy that I got because these games were like the the old like you know Monkey Island and stuff was some of the first games that I remember playing, and I think they they taught me to kind of explore and try things in games just because you could kind of try anything within those nine verbs, and something would happen. And they just put loads of kind of daft stuff in it that they just because they thought it was funny. It didn't do anything in the game. Like it didn't advance you through the game or help you solve a puzzle, but it, you would just get a result from trying stuff. So they've got that in there as well. There's loads of little kind of fun little jokes. There's references. It's very, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and referencing being in a game and stuff, but they've streamlined it. They've, they've given you uh, an in, kind of, um, not an inventory, a, um, uh, an objective list. So you, you know what you have to do kind of um they've uh you can click and hold to to walk instead of having to just click <laughs> everywhere right uh you will never die you can't you can't die in it which is good because you used to have to save a lot in the old one it's just it's like the old ones but like turned up to 11 so it's not deliberately made to be retro but it's using that framework of the okay. old ones to make a game now if that makes sense what's the actual like what's the premise? What's the so what's you, the story of Thimbleweed Park? It's a sort of um kind of day like Twin Peaksy eighties kind of David Lynchy. Um, I mean, it starts off with like you 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 play as five different characters. You eventually unlock kind of all of them. You start off as these two agents who've come to Thimbleweed Park to investigate a murder, but that's not why they're really there. 
they each have dun, a secret dun, motivation dun. for being there. Mm. And then you explore and you, you discover this city, this or well, this town, which is kind of run down. It used to be prosperous because there was a pillow factory <laughs> nearby. Then the pillow factory burnt down in a mysterious fire. So there's, uh, and you meet all these weird people. It's just great. It's so great. And I'm so excited to see the full thing. It was amazing. Amazing. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer <laughs> Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give seven clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Simon Miller and Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. And all you have to do is say stop and then give me said answer. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2011. Okay. Clue number two. Uh, it was the only sequel in the series. Fucking hell. So there was a series, but this was This the is the sequel. only sequel in the series. Interesting, okay. Clue number three. Like many, I have had a cameo in a Lego game. That's fucking everyone. Mm, that's why I said, like many, <laughs> I have had a cameo in a Lego game. Clue number four. In total, my series has shipped eight million copies. Clue number five. I've also made an appearance in Skyrim. What? In Skyrim? Stop. Simon Miller. A dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, clue number six. Prior to the game's release, the game that I'm... My, my first appearance in a video game that I'm on about, uh, I was first revealed in an ARG. Oh. Okay. And clue number seven, fingers on the buzzers. Clue number seven, well-known writer and comedian, Stephen Merchant provided my voice. Stop. Alice Bell. Wheatley. Well done. Wheatley's in Skyrim? Yep. Um, so Valve issue this is it's an actual proper like official Valve saying like they made this mod for Skyrim. Oh, okay. So it's a, a little bit of poetic license. Uh, and which she's is, in Lego. It's in Lego. He's in Lego. Uh, he's 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 in Lego. Yeah, he's in Lego Dimensions. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously, first appearance in a video game uh, is Portal Two. The only sequel in the series I'm associated with. Yeah, there is no Portal 3. Uh, cameo on a Lego game is Dimensions. And Portal has sold over 8 million copies. I told you about Skyrim. Holy shit. There was uh, the ARG that Valve did prior to Portal 2. And yes, yeah, Stephen Merchant uh, provided the voice of Wheatley. Congratulations, Alice Bell, on a bit of a run. I'm fucking roasting you. 3 to nothing or 2 to nothing? It's 3 to nothing now, mate. Shit, son. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Gotta get your shit together. I don't. I can't do this game. This game's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's I wear a bandana and have a chainsaw gun, I'm never gonna get it. That can be clue number one. Clue number week. one: I wear a red hat with an M on it, <laughs> and I'm Italian. <laughs> Luigi. Try and do one that I wear a bandana and I have a chainsaw, but the answer is not. It's someone anyone else. From Kissable. <laughs> Trying to think is there probably someone in Resident. It's probably someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So every week we tweet from at videogamer.com, which is our Twitter handle, uh, to ask for questions for our podcast. And these are they. Um, so there are some Valentine's themed ones, which is nice. Uh, Matthew oh, Wilson. Oh, shit, yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Well, it was. It I was. I don't know. It's space, space time <laughs> continuum 
fucking shit. It is and yeah. always will be Valentine's Day. <laughs> if you're in a real relationship, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, we've got what uh, are your favorite video game couples from Matthew Wilson? Favorite video game couples? Mario and Luigi. They're uh, a couple of brothers. They're a pair, they're not a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a fan of Nate and Elena. Yeah, I I, I quite like. I I was, uh, I was quite happy at the end of Uncharted Two when they got together. <laughs> it just it seemed like it was meant to be, and I'm so happy they got together. Uh, and obviously, I love the way that Four kind of expands their relationship, makes it kind of feel a bit normal and stuff. I won't go any further in depth because true spoilery, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite like them. See that someone people. someone who gave me a tweet it really made me laugh. It was a screenshot from Uncharted Four, and it was like I, I like to play Uncharted Four. Like Nate is having an existential crisis, and it was just a screenshot of him holding those two dishes of like I've stir fries, yeah. staring into the bathroom mirror. <laughs> 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 it made me laugh so much. <laughs> Uh, have you got any favourite video games? Marcus Phoenix and Anya Shroud. There you go. In of one. <laughs> no, I don't have any favourite video game couples. That's a weird question. It's not a weird question. It is it's a, a weird question. It's a question for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's weird. Um, all right. Describe the plot of your favourite game badly. Big dudes, chainsaw, insects, head off. That's, is that not, <laughs> was that not a strap line? <laughs> <laughs> Is that know. not on the posters? Probably, yeah. I can't think. Um, man, <laughs> man needs to shut down machine brother dickhead. <laughs> also, <laughs> both of them diseased. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like you're trying to learn grammar for the first time. <laughs> oh, and loads of weird people around. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I'm basically trying to describe the first Metal Gear Solid. Well, describe it badly, right? Yeah. So, little kid murders beasts. Little kid murders that beasts. He shouldn't. That he shouldn't. For his dead girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't sound bad at all, does it? It's just a game. I guess mine would be like bitchy egg pulls the sky down, and that's very in jokey. What's that? What's that? Dragon Age Inquisition. Bitchy the one I could think of. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really talking about that. What People that? that know will know. Or like, I guess what's, what would be for Mass Effect Two? Um, um, bunch of knobs go on stupid <laughs> mission. <laughs> Group of friends on road trip save the world. They are. They're, I mean, everyone in Mass Effect is a bit of a dick in some regards. Yeah, but that's why it's good characterization. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I threw it in there to make it try and sound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, space pilot has epic romance with robot. Oh, that's three. You know what the, the, the best one is? Plumber gives yeah. up a job to go on massive drug fueled Ex- adventure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex, what games do you play on Valentine's Day? Whatever game I'm playing at the minute, yeah. I probably don't play a game on Valentine's Day. To You're be honest, to actually, spend time with your uh, yeah, your Maybe something like Kitty Powers Matchmaker. I play yeah. that. It's a great game. Yeah, best yeah. game of the year so far. That was I was so Sorry, pleased because you went into it being like, I'm I'm gonna hate this, and then you came out going, that's really good. Yeah. It's basically a puzzle game, isn't it? The, the so. two of us went into it kind of going like, mm, not so sure, and fucking love it. Will we yeah. do another one? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we will. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a puzzle game. That's what it is. It's yeah. Get the pieces together. You guys, it's great. Should, you guys should do a matchmaking live stream. Yeah, yeah. People would love that. Like a real one. Get people in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Butler, when is Colm Han doing a reviewsical live concert? 
uh, as soon as uh, someone will give me the money to do a review to a live concert. Coma is arrested. Okay. That would be end badly. <laughs> don't, end badly. Don't, don't do it. Uh, Tarsif, what, what do you reckon will be 2017's wildcard game release? That kitty game. Kitty dating service. Kitty, kitty powers. powers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's serious. It's really good. I can see I can't see another on. one. It's called like Kitty's Kitty's Love Life or something, and it's about being an um uh like a relationship counselor. Oh, we'll get you guys on that one. Yeah, here you go. Um, I I mean, how we can't really we can't really like call wild card announcements or like a release out of nowhere. Or I don't know. Well, I, I'm guessing they mean like what the the game that won't the game you think won't be great and then comes out and is fantastic. Um. But oh, I don't know. They will be part because nobody else will be expecting it to be fantastic apart from mm. all the press have seen it and said it would be fantastic. <laughs> I can't hear him. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're with uh, another Valentine's one, so be prepared. Uh, Michael, in the spirit of exploiting Valentine's Day, which video game's character would be your Valentine and why? Miranda from <laughs> Mass Effect <laughs> or Lara Croft? Because they both seem like lovely girls. <laughs> they both seem like lovely girls. That, that Mia from Resident Evil 7. Because you know you're being for an adventure. Because you don't know which one you're going to get. You could get nice Mia, get crazy Mia. But yeah, but she might chainsaw your handle. Yeah, but that's an exciting day right there. It's an exciting <laughs> Valentine's Day. Never a boring date. moment. Like, exactly. Mia. When people exactly. say like, oh yeah, I want some like, you know, tensions and like danger in a relationship. I don't, I don't know if they mean that's getting literal, stabbed with a screwdriver. Literal danger there. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah. And some people like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who I'd have. Do you know, I I probably had I've had a massive crush on um Sam uh Nathan Drake's brother, Sam. <laughs> Specifically because there's one line in it where he's like pretending to have a sword fight and he goes, I've asked you dirty dog and I was like, Yes, I will have some of that. <laughs> Just say that one line. There, there you go. There right. you go. <laughs> I uh, you know, what can I say? Um uh, well, no. have you played For Honor and if yes and who's your favourite character we have not yet but we'll be live streaming For Honor uh, I'm mad about For Honor why? I'm mad and if Ubisoft listened to this you can kiss my ass Ubisoft they did a press event with a mountain I did not get invited <laughs> unfucking believable unbelievable do you know the jokes I could have done with the mountain about mm, relative size <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. unbelievable no, I'll never forgive you for that Ubisoft never give you that or Assassin, the first Assassin's Creed alright <laughs> there, there you go calm down <laughs> we'll get you some chicken in a minute you're damn right with my chicken thank you so much for listening uh, as I said, we will be live streaming for on a, uh, either, we've already done it if you're listening to it on Wednesday, <laughs> or if you're listening to it on <laughs> Tuesday, we'll be doing it tomorrow morning. Um, and th- yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to it early, that means you're a VGBG and you have supported us. And we really, really love you for doing that. So thank you. And if you want to do the same, get this podcast early with an extra bit, uh, get an extra podcast on Fridays and get uh, a live stream Q&A as well then you can go to patreon.com forward slash videogamer. Videogamer.com is the website. Uh, What else have we got? We've got Twitter, at videogamer.com, or on Instagram, videogamer.com. Anything else? Do you guys want to pimp anything? You just shout videogamer into the abyss, see what happens. Shout it out there. In the middle of the night. And you'll follow us on some social network. Yeah, we're on all of them. All the big ones. Yes. Yeah, and uh, videogamer.com forward slash... Oh, no. YouTube.com forward slash (laughs) videogamertv. It's our YouTube channel where Colin Mahan has done the aforementioned reviewsicles. 
Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. They're all on Got another one. All reviews and previews we've spoken about today. All and on there. Stuff great. like that. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are a VGBG, you will get your extra podcast bit coming up right now. Uh, and if not, then have a lovely week. Bye. Happy Valentine's Bye. Day. Bye.